Hey, just a warning, while Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Fullest House podcast, where we've lived our whole lives without pride, and we're not going to start now. By the way, happy Pride Month. We're recording this at the beginning of Pride Month. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. And yes, Mark was not lying. We are literally recording this on June 1st. So uh, happy Pride Month to those of you who are celebrating. Happy Pride. This this is an episode, oddly enough, about Pride. Not that kind of Pride. But Pride but, nonetheless. But Pride nonetheless. A similar type of Pride. You know, Pride in oneself. For That's true. Your, yes. your, yeah. your, various ter- your various traits. This episode <laughs> is Jay Money's coming out narrative. Oh, yeah. So Jay yeah. Money he comes out as a, a boy who wants to have a girlfriend. The Jay Money plot <laughs> of this episode is so good. Not to mention the fact that Jay Money now has an emo haircut. He does. Jay Money has an emo haircut. It's, it's perfect. And the show acknowledges it. It's great. Yeah. This th- we've agreed. This is a good episode, which this is like our, our the only this isn't like a real IMDb trivia because it's not in the trivia section. But I was going to find the IMDb trivia for this episode because we exited this episode. And we were like, oh, this is actually a pretty good episode. We enjoyed this episode. Quite a lot. Uh, this is the lowest rated IMDb. This is the lowest rated episode of season four of Fuller House on IMDb. Granted, not by a very large margin. Uh, this episode has a seven out of ten rating average, I'm guessing. Uh, the next lowest is a 7.1. Okay. So yeah. it's not like... Okay. There's not a lot of variance here. I think the highest one is like a seven point. Oh, I, the highest one is an eight point zero. Okay, that's not a okay. huge. Range. Yeah, I just I don't know how to react to that because either you know this is like episode two. Yeah. Um. So either this season's gonna be great <laughs> if every episode is better than this one and we really liked this episode, know, right? or yeah. or IMDb was everyone wrong. is full of bullshit and can't re- and can't acknowledge that this is one of the better episodes of this entire show that we've watched. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's recency bias there, maybe. But That's, That could be it. For yeah. context, the episode we watched last week, the season four premiere, is a 7.6. This was better than the season premiere. The <laughs> season premiere was more emotional, yeah. but this was a funnier, better sitcom episode. Yeah, I agree. I'm, yes. I'm going to say it. People don't like it when I speak the truth, but like <laughs> I tell it like it is. You can't, you can't censor me. That's just what it is. Happy Pride, everybody. Like, we actually came out of this episode thinking this was a very good episode. We enjoyed ourselves watching this episode, which is more than we could say about most episodes of this show. (laughs) The episode, it starts out a little rough. Yeah. And by that, we kind of mean it kind of starts out like a regular episode of this show. (laughs) It's one of those openings I can barely even remember. It's like, what was she doing? She's Uh, eating a lot. heating up a burrito in the microwave she is pregnancy hungry okay i think immediately we said okay well we're doing this (laughs) amazingly they don't do the entire time (laughs) they have a different pregnancy related conflict it's It's a different pregnancy related conflict but steph is being really protective of kimmy she's forbidding her from doing all these things being really controlling um when she sees her sitting by the microwave Steph says, you're nuking my baby, which, by the way, Steph, like, I know you're worried, but maybe your baby's going to get Hulk powers and be very strong. 
Yeah, that's how it starts. You gotta get them hooked on the radiation early. Because if you do it as an adult, then they're just gonna get Okay, if, if I may, if I may uh, provide mm-hmm. a counter-argument. If your son is a- if your child is a superhero, I shouldn't say- If your child is a superhero, it's a bad omen for you as the parent. Alright. Sure, yeah. sure. But other counterpoint. Yes. Other counterpoint? Yes. Hulk baby. You know what? I'm convinced. Yeah. I'm joining your side now. Yeah. Hulk baby. Hulk baby. Hulk baby. Hulk baby. Hulk baby. Okay, done with that. <laughs> Feel free to cut out the chanting, Tyler, but Hulk I'm very much baby. here for Hulk baby. <laughs> but yeah, Steph is reading a lot of mommy blogs. She's being overly prote- protective of Kimmy to the point of annoyance. Um, uh, I have it written down in my notes. Um, cats. I forget exactly what the context was. Actually, no, oh, no I remember what it is. She says she to says, stay away from cats. That includes yeah. the animal, the musical, and a uh, third thing. I forget. Because they didn't specify. The deli. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, it's, cats is deli. such a bad joke. Oh, fuck <laughs> that. That's a horrible joke. Here's the thing. This isn't, I don't think this is the first time this show has referenced cats. And I think this is before like cats 2019 when now everybody started referencing cats, us included. Yeah, I think this was 20. I have to go to IMDb again, but I'm pretty sure this was 2018. So, so this might have been off of the trailer. I mean, I've been watching BoJack Horseman and there are cats references in the first season back in like 2014 or something oh, like cats, that. Cats was always a joke, but yeah. I mean, for it, Fuller House. It released in December of 2018. Mm. Mm. I feel like it wasn't public common knowledge then, right? I just mean, yeah, sort of like not, I mean, Cats has always been a punchline, I think, but just in terms of very much in the public consciousness. I don't know. I feel like I have distinct memories of like summer of 2019 when you started making a lot of Cats jokes and Mm. building up awareness of that show. Oh my God, the Cats movie. This episode truly was a Jellicle song for Jellicle Cats. Yes. (laughs) But... DJ walks in, she's wearing a dress. The audience goes, Ooh. Um, and if you don't know what that sounds like, Tyler, can you p- please put in an audience going, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so they go, Ooh, again. Yeah, I assume, I assume Tyler put that in. That's what that sounds yeah. like. I also, because why not? I've been looking yeah. through IMDb now, just looking at audience ratings. Uh, care to guess? We've already watched the one with the lowest rating out of all of them. Hmm. <laughs> Care to, care to guess Ooh. what that was? Is it is it the one where Joey shows up and just pranks them all and does horrible things to children? No, no, I want to. That's definitely not it. They probably people probably thought that was hilarious. Mm. Um, I don't want to look down on the audience. I didn't like that episode. No, I'm just saying if you put like that it, it's, it's a kid sitcom. I'm just assuming a lot of children would laugh okay. at Joey pranking. Okay, people. gotcha. Yeah. Um, is it Japan? It is Japan. <laughs> it's Japan. It's Japan. It is Japan. No way. <laughs> I was gonna guess the Irish wedding. No. <laughs> See, here's the, I, 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 I always feel like there are a lot of episodes of TV shows in general that get bumps in the ratings just because they're important plot episodes. Yeah. I feel like all the yeah. time I'm like that episode's not as good as this random filler episode, but it's yeah. important, so people rate it highly. 
wow, Japan Japan was so bad. I also want to point out the second lowest one, <laughs> lowest rated one, is another episode that we liked. It was the one where Jay Money and Ramona are, it's the Pioneer Day episode, is the second lowest rated. Oh, Pioneer Day was fun. Pioneer Day? Yeah, Pioneer Day is the only other, those two are the only episodes rated below a seven on IMDb. I, I- I, I didn't like Pioneer Day the first time we watched it, I will say. Yeah. So I think we have grown, we've gained new appreciation yeah. for things like Pioneer Day. Anyways, back to this episode. I just wanted to share some fun IMDb trivia. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to this episode. Uh, Tyler pointed out that we said memory all alone <laughs> yeah. in the moonlight. Oh my um, God. But DJ has gotten ready. She's going on her first date with Steve. And Stephanie hammers home to her that this is the most important night of your life. Steph is a mess. Back back to Harrison's dating advice. Yep. Yes, this is the perfect way to introduce someone <laughs> to the concept of a first date. Tell them that it's the most important thing that you will ever do. It's just then Steve shows up and she makes like the same big deal to Steve. DJ and Steve both start out very excited for this night, and Steph ruins their lives. Steph is a mess, and it is transferring over to Steve and DJ. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's very good. <laughs> She's projecting. She needs to watch one of Maps's uh, radio therapists, or yeah. listen to yep. one of Maps's radio therapists. She needs to call into the Dr. Fraser Crane show. <laughs> for for all your you Fraser heads out there. Hell yeah. I am such a Frasier. <laughs> I think Mark keeps making all these Frasier references and neither of us have seen Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler and I watch a lot of Frasier and talk about it with each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I find it fun whenever this, whenever Frasier can be put into the conversation. But speaking of Max, guys, Max wants to stay up an hour later so he can live tweet Blue Bloods. His favorite show. Oh, no. His favorite show on television. Yeah. What is this child doing? <laughs> I don't know. The other thing I want to say, though, is DJ says, like, no, you can't stay up an hour later. You have a bedtime. And I'm like, it's one hour. It's an hour. Like, <laughs> it's an hour. Also, he's like 10 years old, isn't Yeah. Was, was she still enforcing the 8.30 bedtime rule when he's 10? Yeah, okay, we have to look up when does Blue Bloods air. <laughs> Tyler, look it up, let us know. It's it's just like, this is one night. He can stay up one hour late one night. Yeah, it's it's a special occasion. It's a special occasion. It's a live tweet Blue Bloods. It's Blue Bloods. Yeah, it's Blue Bloods starring everyone's favorite, Donnie Wahlberg from the New Kids on the Block. Yep, from Nakatpa. <laughs> Nakatba <laughs> from the new kids on the block and their hit breakout member Joey McIntyre <laughs> our favorite our favorite new kid our favorite new kid on the block That's right I never thought I'd have a favorite new kid we're talking about other episodes a weird amount <laughs> yeah yeah it's a very referential episode I suppose in a way in a way not really we're just finding excuses to do so but anyway Steve and DJ or CJ as we call them. They make canon. In yes, they, they do say Steph CJ. uses the phrase. They do say CJ, which is... Nobody has yet used the phrase Meave or MeJ, but yeah. maybe we're getting there. Or CJ, but the Steve and CJ Yes, version. 
Exactly. The exactly. producers would kill them if they used the word Meave, so they have to stop. They can't use that. They can't allow them to find true love in each other. This is this is very important, very important. Tyler has let us know that Blue Bloods airs Friday at 10 p.m. So as he points out, it's on a weekend. Oh it's not even God. a school Seven. night. Oh DJ. My God. All this boy wants in the world is to stay up an hour later to watch Blue Bloods. You can't even give him that. Jesus, oh my DJ. God. It's on a weekend, too. What a helicopter mom. Anyway, next scene, uh, Ramona, J-Money, and then it keeps panning, and also our good boy Jiminy Gibbler. Jiminy Gibbler. They're watching The Fault in Our Stars, and they're crying because it's so beautiful. Yes, they're all crying, and it's great. Our favorite characters all on a couch together. I really like, there's a great line where J-Money says, I want what they have, and Ramona says, an incurable disease, <laughs> and Jimmy says, tickets good. to the Holocaust Museum, <laughs> or the Anne Frank Museum, um, and J-Money says, no, I want my girlfriend and I to be an official couple. Um... <sighs> Oh boy, J Money. He oh he wants he wants them to he he doesn't want to be friends with benefits with Rocky anymore. He wants to officially be her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um and instead of talking to her, he goes on Facebook and changes his relationship status. Perfect move, J Money. A show of dominance in the relationship. To show that he's in a relationship with Rocky, who by the way does not have Facebook. Yep. Yeah, which I don't think they understand how Facebook yeah. relationship statuses work, but yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Ramona wow, fully says Jay she's Money. way too cool for wow. Facebook. Yeah. Cool people aren't <laughs> yeah. on Facebook. And Jay Money says, What are you talking about? Whoa, I just got likes from Pastor Tim and Grandpa. <laughs> this is a good episode. Danny Tanny stays on top of the relationship drama of his grandchildren. Yes. <laughs> Danny Tanny is very invested. Yeah. <laughs> well, he remember when he and J Money performed a musical number for L- Lola? Oh, I forgot about like, that. Like Danny yeah, Tanny right. is invested. Oh no, you're totally right. Yeah, you're right. Oh god, he is invested in J Money's relationship. Remember, remember when Danny Tanny started venting to Mac about his divorce? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but yes. yes, uh. Danny Tanny is very invested in J Money with his excellent communication skills. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This uh, and and that's the beginning of probably our favorite plot line of the episode. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, this this plot line is great, and it never even leaves the living. It's very room. good. It's However, fantastic. there is another there is another plot line which starts off slow, but then gains so much fucking momentum at the very end. Yep. This is true. There's a plot line where the last scene absolutely saves it. Yes. Um, yes, but I do want to say this is in keeping with a thing with this show where anytime it's using the characters who were not on the original full house, it's better. It's infinitely better. Oh yeah. It's so, it's so good. We love, we, we love Steve, but pretty much all of our favorite characters who are really good on the show are the characters who are new. Yeah. So part of me is like, maybe you could have made a new show, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yep. Pastor Tim and grandpa like his Facebook status. And then we go to DJ and Steve who are stuck in traffic. Womp womp. Yep. 
they're they're still kind of kind of nervous. They're stuck in traffic. That's the scene. Next scene, Kimmy is on the couch watching TV. <laughs> I love how that's the A plot of this episode, and we just glossed over it. Like it's, I mean, not much happens. Nothing really happens in that scene. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even sure if it is technically the A. Like we start on it, we end on yeah, it, I guess so. and it's technically the one that has like the most to do with the show as a whole. But I feel like J Money gets the most screen time, and it's definitely the funniest. Is that why we love this episode so much? Is because yeah. it's a J Money focused episode? It might Possibly. be because the focus yeah. is on J Money. We and love our sad the J Money adjacent characters. We, we love, love our sad, sad boy. Boy. Fire relationship yes. skills. I think we just need to make so a new good. goal for the podcast. We either need to get Juan Pablo de Page or J Money on the podcast by the end. J Money. I'll take either. I'll take it. I'll take anyone. Please come on our podcast. Anyone, please come on our podcast. We're very lonely. Anyone involved, please come on our podcast. Yeah. But um, Kimmy's watching TV on the couch, and suddenly the couch moves back like four feet. It's a ghost. It's a spooky ghost. Or maybe it's Stephanie who pops up from behind the couch. She's moved it because she thought Kimmy was sitting too close to the TV. Here's my thing, though. Yeah. (laughs) Like... We see Kimmy watching TV for a second and we do not see Steph. It's saved as a joke. How long was Steph waiting behind (laughs) the couch? (laughs) Kimmy had to walk in, sit down, start watching TV and not notice Steph. So other other possibility did Steph like army crawl behind (laughs) the couch? How did she get there? How long was she there? What was the plan? Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe she's just been pulling on the ta- on the couch for a while. Like she was actually actively yeah. trying to pull it, but she just couldn't get the right leverage. Yes. And so she's just yanking and yanking and yanking. And then finally, she pulls it at just and, the uh, right angle. And there, that's at just the right angle. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate that so much. Um, but we also find out something very important in this scene. Um, Fernando is very into pregnant Kimmy. Yeah. Yep. Which is a joke that I am not at all surprised they made. Um, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. No, like, live your truth, Fernando. If you want to bang pregnant women, then, like... <laughs> not pregnant women, Zach. His, his pregnant, pregnant wife. wife. Or fiance. Well, this is really the beginning of this plot line. This is the inciting incident, because if you thought this plot was about, like, Steph being overbearing on Kimmy and Steph has to learn to let go. It's kind of about that. But it's more specifically about the fact that Steph says, hey, no, you're forbidden from having sex with your husband. (laughs) It gets your heart rate up too much, and that's bad for the baby. So no canoodling with Fernando. And that's what the episode's Uh, about. Yeah. (laughs) Fernando has been permanently sexiled from his wife or his fiance or his whatever the hell him and Kimmy are at the moment. Did you just say sexiled? Yeah. Yeah. Sexiled. I mean, Love it's, it. it's not, I guess it doesn't, te- it kind of works in this scenario. No, Zach, I was asking because I didn't know if you had just said exiled and I was like, perfect. I'm very, I love it. That was yes. a positive. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's very good. Um, but yeah, um, next scene, Rocky shows up and she's very mm-hmm. angry with J Money. Yes. Why? Who could have guessed? Somebody Snapchatted <laughs> Rocky, J-Money's Facebook relationship status. And she's like, hey, yes. J-Money, what the fuck? 
Hey, Money. Hey, J Money. What are you doing? And he's, <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, I wanted to be dating now, be boyfriend and girlfriend. So I went over your head and changed my relationship status. <laughs> um, That's totally a conversation I should have had yeah. with you after changing the relationship status. Yep. Um, <laughs> or maybe before. <laughs> to which... I mean that sarcastically. Yep. Rocky is very upset about this because she told him she's not into the whole labeling thing, man. Yeah. Why you gotta do that? Yeah. Why, why can't we just be friends who hang out and make out sometimes? <laughs> well, Jay Money stands up for himself, says, I want to be an official couple. And if you won't, if you won't accept that, I think we should break up. Even though I guess, are we dating? Um, yeah, yeah, he breaks up with Rocky and her response is, okay. And then she leaves. Because of course she does. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Rocky is just entirely too cool for J-Money. Yeah, he is hanging by a thread on this not real relationship. She is way too cool for him. For any of these characters. Yep. Meanwhile, DJ and Steve are still stuck in traffic. They ask themselves, is this a bad omen? We're probably going to lose our reservation. Uh, the restaurant hangs up on Steve when he tries to tell them that they're going to be late. So they put on the radio, which people still did, I guess, in 2018. I feel like people still use the radio I, yeah, when they're in the car. Nobody, the likes car this, nobody has a radio at home. Yeah. Okay. I'm, like, if you have a radio at home, why? But yeah, people use the radio in the if car. If you're in the car, I was making a Fuller yeah. House style. Well, I I listen to like podcasts in the car, but I was making a full I was making a Fuller House style joke about modern the oh, modern wow. media landscape. Right. Yeah. 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 They, yeah they do make that joke. He turns on the radio and it's the boy band station, and he's like, "Oh man, must have accidentally changed it from my usual gangster rap channel," and he says that. <laughs> Uh, or something very close to it. Genuinely, yeah. yes. He's like, this isn't, this isn't, oh man, the boy band channel, this isn't my normal gangster rap. What? I'm so street, you I know? What? I don't like sync. Let's say <laughs> bye, bye, bye to that channel. Ayo! That was a good one. Thank you. You're welcome. So they turn it to a different channel, and then they're doing, it's a trivia thing. They're asking callers to answer these trivia questions, and Steve knows the answer. So DJ calls in for him and he answers and then he knows the next one because I guess Steve is a trivia whiz. We're, we're establishing this about him right now. Yeah, Steve's just very smart apparently. Yeah. Um, and DJ likes it when he's being very smart. And speaks French. He does speak French at one point. DJ's like, oh yeah, French. He speaks French. They act like it's really attractive. Oh, he also speaks Klingon, but that's not nearly as attractive. That is true. <laughs> I don't I don't know why DJ isn't attracted to that. It is such a beautiful language. It is, yeah. It's it really <sighs> rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it's my I don't speak Klingon, that's my impression of Klingon. Can you do that one more time for me, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it barely even registers on the microphone. Like I can't even hear you oh, say Mark, really? how dare you how dare you say that about my mother, Mark? <laughs> Is Mark starting beef with me in Klingon? <laughs> I guess you'll have to learn Klingon to know. But oh God. we cut back to the stars of the show. Jay Money is furious with Ramona for letting him make a crucial life decision after watching The Fault in Our Stars. 
Um, he wants to mm-hmm. beg for Rocky back, but Ramona is saying, no, you have to stand up for yourself. He has a wonderful line, which we referenced in the opening of this episode. You know, Ramona says, you have to have pride. And he says, I've lived my whole life without pride. Why start now? Um, but she takes his phone away. Yeah. That line really is the oh, epitome so oh, so of good. Jay Money as a character. Y- yes. So good. Max says to him, you know, like, I don't know about that. It sounds to me like you have a lack of self-esteem coupled with generalized anxiety. Um, (laughs) So I guess if you ever were asking, like, what's Jay Money's problem? I guess that's his problem. Max (laughs) is Freud. Guys, Max is Freud. Because not only does he do that, he also, we forgot to mention this, when Max asks DJ if he can stay up an hour late, he tries to, like, Sweet talk and be like, by the way, you look great tonight, which is, you know, a great thing to say to your mom. Mm. But I think I've cracked the case because if Max is Freud, it all makes sense. Jesus Christ. I, you're quite the detective. Are you gonna are you gonna look at me right now, Harrison? You're, you're, you're gonna look at me right now and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong. You're wrong. Alright, you know what? Well that's your opinion. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Well then that you are entitled to that opinion. Max says he listens to a lot of radio therapists like Dr. Fraser Crane. That's maybe the only time I've inserted a Fraser reference and it's actually been justified because Fraser was a radio psychiatrist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Ramona takes his phone so he can't text her or call her. She's changed his email password so he can't email her. Fucking brilliant. But wait. Does that mean that she knows J Money's password already? Yes. And is it not Rocky? <laughs> Followed by the heart emoji. I, I, I'd so love if there's a thing of like, your password's Rocky, right? What? No. Okay. Rocky one. <laughs> though, though I will say J Money is definitely a password is password boy. <laughs> yes. Or a one, two, three, four kind of guy. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, what's your email password? <laughs> Let us know in the comments down below. <laughs> Mine is Rocky2. That's our comment question of the day. We're doing those now. And hey, for maybe a retweet, give us your social security number. All the cool kids <laughs> are doing it. Yep. But yeah, he has no no means to contact her. He asks, where's the landline? Ramona says, we have a landline. And Max says, what is a landline? Which really raises questions considering he knows what a radio is yes. but he doesn't know what a landline is that's my whole thing like max is a is a 10 year old boy who listens to the radio and he doesn't know what yeah. a landline is okay um this plot i love this plot so much they work off of each other so well and mm-hmm. one thing that i think is significant about this episode and is maybe part of the reason why we like it so much is Every plot line in this episode feels very classic sitcom. It does, yeah. It feels oh, like yeah, there's actual really structure like. to this episode, which is something that, like, when you watch a lot of Fuller House, you really yep. start to notice when there's an actual structure to something. <laughs> there's actual structure to it. Each each plot line is like an actual sitcom scenario. DJ and Steve have their big first date, but they get stuck in traffic. And they're in the car the entire episode. Jay Money breaks up with Rocky, wants to call her back, but Ramona isn't letting her do that. That is like straight out of Friends. Oh, yeah. Um, Steph forbids Kimmy from being intimate with her husband. And um, 
we haven't quite gotten there, but then Kimmy says, oh, yeah, well, let's see if you can not be intimate with your partner. Um, these are all very classic sitcom stuff, and I love it. I They do it well. It's good. But we go back to DJ and Steve in the car, and they don't know the answer to the last question. But so they call Max. They call Max, who would know. But Max, of course, being kind of a supervillain, says to DJ, or maybe a little boy. I guess so. This this is more little boy than supervillain. Oh no, I'm saying maybe supervillain behavior is the same as little boy behavior. You bring up a good point. Yeah, he says, oh, someone wants something from me now. Yet I was not allowed Mm. to have what I wanted. Mm. Mm. Very Mm. curious Mm. indeed, mother. Mm. And that's what he says. He sounds just like that. I liked your ming a lot, Harrison. Thank you. Can I hear another one? Mm -hmm. Great. That's going to be my new ringtone. So, so Max bargains with her. Yep. DJ gives him permission. I really love there's a line where Steve says, like, quickly, we really need to win that tote bag. I love that the prize is a tote bag. Yeah, they're very excited over this tote bag. (laughs) bag. We should all use one one more tote bag in our lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Harrison? Yeah. It's true. But Jimmy and Steph are hugging, and in walks Tommy in later hosen, and he starts doing a dance to polka music. And we all went, what wow. the fuck? <laughs> I, yeah. It's such a random bit of imagery. It's just like, huh? Though, Harrison, you had the hypothesis that maybe that's just his off-camera look. Yeah, I, I, my, my theory was maybe that was like a costume he wore for school or something that he had to wear for like a school project yeah. or something at preschool. Mm. And then like the mom filmed it and they were like, that's so cute. We need to put it in the show for some reason. Of course. And that's how it got in the strip. You know what my pitch would have been, though? What? Tommy walks out. His his limbs and body starts growing and turning green. <laughs> Hulk, baby, it's back. Hulk, baby. <laughs> Hulk, baby. <laughs> Hulk baby so wait is that our spinoff of the episode or is it too similar to the other strong baby it's very similar to strong baby I think I think we do we should do in the style of Muppet babies we should do Hulk babies there's a little little Hulk little red Hulk little abomination there's a little baby who's the leader who's just a baby with a really big head (laughs) Sorry, non-comics fans, if this is going right over your big head. Eh, the MCU is around. <laughs> yeah. People know at least some of this stuff. Tim Blake Nelson was going to be the leader. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Kimmy walks in. Apparently, she's orchestrated this later hosen dance to ruin the mood. Uh, she mm-hmm. cockblocks them with a baby. And then she says, you know, like, ah, looks like you can't you you can't abide by your own rules. You should just, you know, I dare you to not be intimate with each other. Just look at this baby and relax. And one of her suggestions is watch Beauty and the Beast, which Jimmy immediately responds. Well, that won't work. That teapot is hot. Yeah, that was uh, this fucking scene is just a whole thing. 
we we got later Hosen baby. Jimmy yeah. is very attracted to um t- to Mrs. Potts. And on top of that, oh, Stephanie yeah. is very attracted to Lumiere. Oh, mademoiselle. <laughs> Although like to be fair, Lumiere is literally hot. I mean, he's on he's quite literally on fire. He's very hot. He's he's literally on yeah. fire and also he's super hot. Yes. Oh uh, hell yeah. I mean, I just, I suppose Mrs. Potts can also be literally hot. If you just pour some tea in her yeah. and then put her over a flame for a little yeah. while. Well, that's true. They're both literally hot. Ayo. Yeah. That's why they didn't mention Cogsworth. <laughs> oh, who poor is, Cogsworth. of course, also super hot. Oh, yeah. Well, in terms of yeah. attractive. If you're not attracted yeah. to Cogsworth, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> All I know now is that I do not want to see... Uh, Steph and Jimmy's DeviantArt accounts. Oh, no. Oh, no. But also important, Steph, in order to manage her desires, I guess, decides to pour herself a cup of tea to calm down or something. And she lifts the teapot and Jimmy says, oh, babe, what are you doing to me? So maybe it's not Mrs. Potts. Maybe Jimmy is attracted to all teapots. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the teapot sexual flag looks like? I assume it's just a, a white flag with a teapot on it. I think it's stripes, but the stripes are the colors of Mrs. Potts. Mm. Ooh, that's good. I like yeah. that. Anyway, we go back to the car and they're like, oh, it's so boring being in this car. Why don't we get out and do a La La Land? <laughs> and they do that. <laughs> they do a La La Land. Literally. They do a whole musical number dancing on cars in the street. Yeah, it comes out of the. I also want to say, I love how we go from... Jimmy is is attracted to teapots immediately to a La La Land musical number in the street. Yes. And that's like the f- first thing that happens in the scene. I don't even have notes yeah. other than they're doing a La La Land. It just happens. It, it just happens. Just suggests, it's so Steve weird. Steve just suggests it. I'm going outside for a musical number. And then they dance. And they dance on cars and do a La La Land. And it's really weird. And I I will say this show does a lot of musical numbers and this might be like the best one. Oh, hands down. It it, it looks okay. The there are some clever lyrics, I thought some nice joke, jokey lyrics. Um, It's well, it's pretty well done. The dancing's pretty good. Yeah, they're they're not the strongest singers in the world, but it's pretty good, especially as far as musical numbers in this show go. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we were talking about it. And I think we think this is the yeah. best musical number in the series up to this point. Possibly. I mean, has there been any better? I don't, I don't think, think so. Probably so. not. But very important, we come back to the living room. Ramona and Max are watching Blue Bloods. Max is alive tweeting it. We widen out and they are sitting on top of J Money. Yes. To prevent yes. him from getting up to contact Rocky. This yep. is a good plot line. This is a very good We have good not plot been saying lines. all the jokes really in this good. one, but they all land. Max actually has a lot of good lines this episode. Yeah. This this it's it's very good. It's maybe one of my favorite plots they've ever done, because it just kind of works. It does. But Rocky shows up and Jay Money gets up like throwing Max off the couch. Ramona tells Jay Money to stand up for himself. And he does. And then Rocky says to him, like, hey, you're not allowed to say if we're exclusive. I say we're exclusive. And he says, are you saying we're exclusive? 
And it's great because she says, shut up and kiss me. And he goes, yep, I'll shut up and kiss you. That's what I'll do. I'll just I'll just shut up and kiss I'm you right now. I'm just going to stop talking right now and go in for the right kiss. Now. I'm not stalling. I'm just going to keep talking. But now I'm going <laughs> to shut up and I'm going to go in for the kiss. And then, and I'm then just she like, kisses him. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's so good, good and it's a good ending to it. It's a funny ending to it. Oh, yeah. Max stops them because he's like, hey, you're distracting me from blue bloods. It's a good it's a good plot. It's very funny. It's well done. There's an emotional core to it. There's a good resolution. It has a beginning, a middle and an ending. It's great. And it's something this show does not always do. Yeah, this scene was great. It's a great scene with a bunch of good stuff in it. And then there's a sexy car wash. Yep. <laughs> Um, Fernando, yes. Fernando's trying to turn Kimmy off by wearing ugly clothes. Kimmy's also doing the same thing. She's wearing Kimmy's like a doing really the same thing. sweatshirt. Yep. Um, Steph comes in and Kimmy has a surprise for Steph if she just step out into the backyard. Um, and in the backyard, they've brought in a full truck and Jimmy starts doing a sexy car wash. <laughs> it was... Which Kimmy must have arranged and like Kimmy that's your brother yeah <laughs> to be fair it's very sexy it, it's oh it's wonderful good. Adam Hagenbuck does such a wonderful job he does such a great job Steph immediately caves full on I'm out um, <laughs> you win Kimmy it's, yep you win tap out in the fourth round she she drags the the wet short you know jorts wearing <laughs> Short, short wearing Jimmy into the house, presumably to go have sex. Um, and then Kimmy and Fernando, Kimmy's like, well, I guess we can be intimate now. And Fernando's like, one second. You wash the car. Which is funny because she's wearing an yeah. oversized sweatshirt. She, we forgot to mention yeah, that. She's yeah. pregnant and wearing sweat clothes. Um, but Fernando is yeah. still very turned on. He makes a very good face. Oh, yeah. Fernando <laughs> makes... Oh, the, Fernando's facial expression when Kimmy like rings out the soap onto like her preg onto like her sweatshirt and like the pregnant belly. It's just he's very into it. And like, you know, good for you. Like if that's what you're into, then go for it. It's Pride Month, alright? I like that we Yay! we've decided so many things are sexualities in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we have a full understanding of pride, <laughs> but pride is the theme of this episode. It's J Money. Yes. Welcome back to the Fullest House podcast where three straight men try to distinguish the meaning of pride month. <laughs> We're J the J experts. Money has to have pride in himself. Yes. Stephanie and Kimmy and Fernando all have to learn to take pride in their sexualities. And, yes. uh, Steve and uh, DJ need to, they, they have to have pride in their good trivia answers and their dancing, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of Yay. DJ and Steve, we cut to them. They're camped out under the full moon. Um, they're eating burgers. Turned out, turned out to be a nice date. Even so, DJ says, oh, my Fanta, because they're drinking Fanta which I think is a joke we made last um, yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we made that joke when we were doing yep. all the different Oh My Atlanta yep. fans. Oh yep. My Atlanta, yeah. But they kiss, and the episode ends. Good episode. Each epi each scene had a nice re resolution. It was just a very good episode. It was like a we good actually episode. left the episode, and we were like, we actually had fun watching this, and this is yeah. like a good episode of a sitcom, which is kind of rare for Fuller House. Yes, 
Good, solid episode, which I guess brings us to... Our favorite segment, our favorite segment and yours, it's time for Sad Boy of the Week. And I feel, like, I feel like we've got multiple nominees here. The there are multiple nominees. I personally think there's one that's very strong. I, I know yeah, who you're thinking, and yeah. But let's run through real quick. Uh, we're all thinking J-Money is like the strong contender, right? J-Money, yeah. yeah. J-Money. Fernando has got to be up there. Fernando, pro- yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Steven DJ? Uh, Steven DJ yeah. could be at the beginning. They end up making... Yeah, yeah, Steven DJ, I think. Do we want to do them as a unit? I guess. And uh, yeah. what about... Counted separately from Steve Edge DJ? And how about how about uh, our good boy Jiminy Gibbler? Jiminy Gibbler, okay. Oh, yeah, Jiminy Gibbler. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, there's a lot of sadness in this episode. Which is maybe why it was so good. <laughs> yeah, we love all of yeah. the sad yeah. characters, dude. I think I think I will summarize Steve and DJ together because they're kind of together throughout this episode. Yeah. But we can, if it ends up being one of them, we can decide which one it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jiminy Gibbler is so moved by the fault in our stars that he changes his wireless plan. Um, it yes. it sort of makes sense in context. Let's see. He wants to be intimate with his partner, but his sister forbids it. Because his partner forbids his sister yes. from having sex as yeah. well. The big thing, uh, his he has a thing for teapots. Mm-hmm. Yes. He has a thing for teapots, which yes. is pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is used as a pawn in a scheme to get his partner horny by doing a rad as hell sexy car wash. <laughs> Which is really sad because can't objectify Jimmy Gibbler like can't that. Objectify Jimmy Gibbler. Real use of the male gaze in this episode. Yes. F- Fernando? Fern- or or Fernando. Do you, did you have something to say, Zach? I was gonna say, I guess it's more like the female gaze in terms of the sexy car wash. Ayo. Yeah, but it's it's making a joke. Yes, like, I know. The I know. Gaze about the I way know, men like, frame women in media. Yeah. I, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But uh, Fernando, uh, very similarly, is forbidden from having sex with his wife. Did they get married, or are we still doing that thing where they were gonna get married and then they decided that they shouldn't, but they still be married for all intents and purposes uh yeah i think it's complicated they forgot to resolve because they've been engaged this entire yeah it's very complicated i think they stay engaged up until the end because they canceled it yeah it's weird unless there's a wedding i think i think the end i think the very end of the show is a wedding episode and i think it might be a triple wedding yeah, I remember hearing oh, about that. that but it's like yeah, a I think that's wedding. how it ends. Yeah, it's a triple wedding. Spoilers, by the way. His wife. He he can't. He's not allowed to have sex with his wife. He has to wear uh, goofy, lame clothing to turn off his wife. And we know what how much of a clothes horse Fernando is. Yes, of course. <laughs> so that's got a sting. And then he gets very turned on by his pregnant wife in full sweatshirt and sweatpants doing a car wash. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like a triple XL sweatshirt. Yes. yes. <laughs> that fits nobody in the family. No. They just kind of had that lying around. Yep. But uh, now Steve and DJ both start out very excited for their first date. Mm-hmm. And then 
Steph comes in and ruins it for them by making them both very nervous. <laughs> they get stuck in traffic. So many insecurities are brought to the surface as they keep waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Insecurities like turning on the radio and Steve, you know, Steve thought he had gotten rid of the boy band channel, but now Backstreet's back. All right. All right. <laughs> And I knew it was. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my very obvious reference. You got it. That because we both thought at the same time. No, I love. Like, All right, I love that. I love that you did it at the same time. Uh, there is a reason we're all friends. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, where, where was I? Backstreet's back. All right. They start answering trivia. Um, Steve. Steve starts showing off a little too much. Um, they Mm -hmm. ask who said I think therefore I am and instead of just saying Descartes he says the the father of modern philosophy René Descartes to which I threw up in my mouth and then he starts (laughs) speaking in French yes he says the quote in French DJ likes it when he speaks French yeah we were like whoa Steve come on man we like you man stop doing that (laughs) they don't know the last answer so they are forced to call DJ's 10-year-old, who knows more information than two adults. <laughs> Max extorts them. DJ is extorted into letting him stay up to watch Blue Bloods. Shows absolutely no ability as no, a parent. No. They win, they win a tote bag. That's kind of where their plot line resolves naturally, but instead they get out of the car and do an elaborate musical number. Yep. And then everybody else gets back in and starts honking at them, and they're angry that they got out of their car, even though it's heavily implied they genuinely did the musical number. Yeah. Which, wow. Yeah. So, like, everybody got out and did the musical number, too, and then they're like, hey, why are you standing in traffic? And I'm like, you were there. <laughs> How could you be a backup dancer and now you're angry at them? Were they doing the musical number alone? Did they take drugs? <laughs> hey, you know what they say, winning a tote bag is the be- is the best drug of all. Maybe yeah. they never even left the house. That's the greatest high you're ever going to get. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Maybe they never even left the house. They're just they're just in DJ's room like staring at the ceiling. <laughs> Um, and then they camp Best out. Best date ever. They camp out under under the full moon. Yeah, yeah that's that nice. Yeah. How sweet. That's nice. Yes. Uh, but now we have the ultimate contender. Now our boy J Money. Our, we love our sad boy. We love our sad boy. I am bringing back. I'm going into my notes again because I think it's just everything he does in this episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is so it's just sad. his entire plot point. His entire plot point revolves around him being sad, which is the best. Yep. He is so moved, made and made literally sad by the fault in our stars that now he decides I I want I want to be in an official couple with Rocky, and instead of talking to his his quote unquote girlfriend, he just changes his status on Facebook so he can show his grandpa and all of his grandpa's friends that he's in a relationship without telling said girl. Genius. Without telling said girl, said girl shows up, is furious at him, and he's like, "Why are you so mad at me?" <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I only went behind your back that. and told all the old people that we're dating. 
Yeah, I only I only went behind your back. I saw this line at the very beginning where like where Ramona's like, "Why are you doing it on Facebook?" She doesn't even. Ha- I don't think she even has Facebook. She's too cool for that. And then Jay Money goes, "Nobody's too cool for Facebook." Yeah. So that's another line. Especially not Jay Money. Yes. Jay Money breaks up with Rocky because if she doesn't value their relationship enough to make it official, he doesn't want to be in it, which like good for you for standing up for yourself. But he immediately caves and backtracks and says, I shouldn't have done that. Why did you let me do that, Ramona? I have to call her. I have to apologize. I have to (laughs) beg her to take me back. Um, And Ramona and Max have to physically restrain him. Yes. From calling her. her. Uh, She has to take his phone away, change all of his passwords, and then physically restrain him. It's great. Yes. (laughs) He has, of course, the line, I've lived without pride my whole life. Why start now? Which I, I feel like brilliant most of the time would automatically clinch sad boy for you if if i had to describe j money in one sentence it would be that right it's so good (laughs) i we love our sad boy we love our sad boy but rocky shows up j money stands up for himself but also then kind of bungles it because it works but then he's also so pathetic in enjoying the moment where he just goes like, wait, wait, are you saying we're official? Yeah, I'll kiss you. I'll kiss you right now. I'll stop talking and I'll kiss you. Yep, I'll do it. I love it. Lo- <laughs> we love our sad boy. That's Another moment that you skipped over is that when Rocky comes in and she's all upset at J-Money and she like blocks him, she mentions that she made a Facebook just to block just J-Money. Just to block him, right. It's <laughs> so good. So good. Okay, so I mean, I think that's his case, basically. Yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty uh, much. If I may vote first. Um... Yeah, I think I got to vote for J Money on this one. And honestly, there's one thing that put him over the edge for me, and it's not any of the stuff that you just mentioned. It's another subtle mm-hmm. detail. Yeah. It's his emo haircut. Yeah. <laughs> they mention it at one point. Yeah, they mention it. Yeah. Ramona calls him Avril Lavigne or mentions his yeah. Avril Lavigne haircut. <laughs> so good. Great, sick reference. We love it. Well, because, you know, he was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. That's what this episode was about. Yeah. J Money was a skater boy taking control of his own life and rocky said see you later boy yep he was he wasn't good enough for her but uh yeah i'm I'm voting j money it's gotta be yeah i'm j money j money for me for me as well and he found love this episode so sad boy even when he wins he finds a way to be sad in victory yes he got two victories so yeah Uh, if I may make a quick announcement about the Sad Boy leaderboard at this point, uh, this is J Money's 10th Sad Boy win, which now puts him, he has now doubled second place. Love it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Love it. Second oh place God. is uh, Fernando and Steph, a tie with five uh, points each. J Money now has 10. Love it. Got it. <laughs> Great. He deserves it. He does. We love our Sad Boy. Michael Campion, please come on our podcast. We would love to have you. <laughs> I think that's it for this week's episode of Fullest House Podcast. Please follow us on social media. We are at Fullest House Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. You can subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. Just do all the things. It's great. Like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on social media at Fullest House Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All those things. I hope everybody listening has a wonderful day. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. And until next time, may your houses be fuller and may your car washes be sexy.